got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time we come together, you and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody, we've been hate for long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that loves undivided. Yup. Welcome back. Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. And uh, in a letter to John Jay, January 30, 1799, there was a lot going on in that moment. Uh, Jedediah, Jedediah Morris wrote, to conclude his letter, and the subject matter is of a particularly sort of illuminized variety, um, their conversation back and forth. In fact, the Illuminati is in view, literally, in this letter. Maybe I should start with the opening. Morse writes, you will herewith receive copies of the acts of our last two sessions, a variety of official and other affairs, which although in numerous instances of little importance, yet required to be dispatched with punctuality, induced me from time to time to postpone replying to your obliging letter of the 19th of November and to thank you for the interesting pamphlets uh, you was so kind as to send with it. And so uh, these are the, you know, anti-Masonic writings and so forth of, of Robeson at all. Anyway, he concludes, Morse concludes his letter to John Jay with this I often think of Pandora's box. Although it contained every kind of evil, yet it is said that hope was placed at the bottom. This is a singular fable, and it admits of many, and some of them very extensive applications. Barack Obama is the poster child of hope and change. We've been fed that. But this technology is the same kind of thing. You know, it's a panacea. It's a silver bullet. It will cure all evils. It will end all, you know, end all evil, end world hunger and all of that. Except it just doesn't seem to do that, does it? And you can see all of the articles, you know, transitioning to 3D workflows. Here's how Spokane PD uh made it fast and simple. Spokane PD used scanning for a seven-acre crime scene. Spokane Police Department uses high-speed laser scanning to make easy work of a daunting seven-acre scene. That's These are uh, stories from um, 
a few years back, um, 2018. Since its uh, debut in 2018, the RTC 360 Leica has been a game changer. Capturing with a capture rate of two million points per second and with and two minutes per scan, it's the fastest scanner on the market. So you set this device up at a crime scene and it's doing that immersive 3D crime scene reconstruction. <clears throat> and there are all kinds of other articles. Um IEEE.org 3D Forensic Crime Scene Reconstruction Involving Immersive Technology, a Systematic Literature Review from 2019. KXLY, January 2019, New Laser Scanning, Giving uh, SPD a 3D View of Crime Scenes and Collisions. <clears throat> Similar story over at uh, CREM2. Spokane City Council to decide on Purchase of 3D uh, laser scanner used to recreate crime scenes. This is September 2018. Um, lots of Leica stuff. How does it work? Spokane County Sheriff's Real-Time Crime Center, uh, RTCC. This is related. Um, and... Uh, the Columbian over in Clark County, Washington. Washington Police Technology got big boost from pandemic aid, but advances in surveillance come with great potential for abuse. Indeed. Um, last but not least, the spokesman review, Spokane County creating a multi-million dollar real-time crime center, quote-unquote, in a bid to stop crimes before they happen. Wait a minute. That's future crime, isn't it? April 9, 2023. What are the privacy implications? Not, hey, should we do this? Maybe we shouldn't do this. Again, you know, Jedediah Morse's observation is prescient. I often think of Pandora's box, although it contained every kind of evil, yet it is said that hope was placed at the bottom. This is a singular fable, and it admits of many and some of them very extensive applications. Not just for the Illuminati anymore, not just for the perfectibilists and the perfect, uh, the um, perfection of man through, you know, ungodly means. It's also for AI and technology. Anyway, let's go to the phones and grab uh, David in California. David, welcome. Good morning. Hey, uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. Uh, yeah, there are a couple of different things about AI that um, I, I think some of the technology is new, but some of it is old. And um, I, I think I, I spurred my um, my ears when you were talking about the uh, digital watermarks. That technology has been around for a long time, and it, it oh, kind of yeah. surprised me. Yeah, I, I, it kind of surprised me that it was called AI. Um, but I, you well, know, I suppose it, that's that's not the what what they're saying is basically the watermarking of AI generated content to make, you know, you would think to make it easier to identify, but they're saying to make the technology safer. That's how they're, you know, the language reads, which is a very bizarre way to couch that, I think. 
Well, again, it's, you know, I'm, I'm calling you from out in San Francisco, and we used to have the uh, West Coast Wall, uh, yeah, West Coast Wall Street was out here, and they wanted uh, secure communications, and when email was new 20, 30 years ago, uh, it was uh, definitely something that they wanted to make sure they had secure communications. Lawyers, uh, people that dealt with patents, all sorts of different things, uh, they wanted secure communications. So uh, it being called AI, I'm, I'm not sure if someone is... Um, if if the technology has changed or if there's just, um, a, you know, sort of a fear factor coming into it. But the other thing I was going to raise, and, um, you know, I know a lot of uh, RBN listeners are terrified of the United Nations, but in the UN Declaration of Human Rights, it's it's very similar. Most of it is very similar to our Bill of Rights, but they have an, an extra one in there called uh, that goes by you cannot be tried by automated means, and and a lot of that is you know like robot cops that would arrest you for a, a victimless crime, uh, you know the idea that uh, a robot police are going to be able to basically come up with all sorts of new crimes uh, that really don't serve. If, if you're familiar with the old Blackstone law, uh, much of, of law in, you know, in ancient England was uh, based upon the, the presumption that if a crime happened, it had to be a, a crime against other people. And um, that uh, the, nowadays it's as if they're, they're just creating crimes in order to create an income stream. And that I think Europe is pretty familiar with that problem. The, you know, Hitler the, the, rounding. Yeah, the professionals have to justify their existence, to use George Bernard Shaw's language. Um, and so, in doing that, you know, my example has always been um, police departments or fire departments or whatever. You know, the volunteer fire department doesn't need to justify its existence, but when the fire department suddenly no longer is volunteer, then everyone, when it's no longer voluntary, and, you know, we are funding this every year, then and we buy all this fancy tech and everything, everybody wants to know how many fires you're putting out and how effective this is working and stuff. The professionals need to justify their existence. And all of this tech from a professional standpoint, operates the same way. Everybody wants to know that we're getting some return on investment. Well, right, and, and it gets into whether or not the investment is... is it, it, like, I'm calling you from north of Silicon Valley, and it's pretty obvious that a major part of the economy, you know, the, these corporations have been buying each other up uh, to such a degree that nowadays when uh, when one product is made, it's quite often sold by another or, a, you know, a subsidiary of the same company. And, uh, and so they're basically just shuffling money from one pocket to another. And uh, when you get into issues of whether it's manufacturing or whether it's uh, a crime, uh, the issue of whether or not it's a crime against people or whether or not 
You know, lately uh, shoplifting has been uh, a major thing in the headlines. And since the insurance companies, well, to take it further, uh, if if many of the products in the big chain uh, drugstores are made in China for about two cents, and then they sell them for $5 out here, and then they use the police to arrest somebody that has, uh, you know, stolen something that cost maybe a quarter to get across the ocean. Um, it's, it's, uh, the taxpayer is protecting these major corporations. Um, How ironic. Major- I, I feel like yeah. we should, I feel like we should play the clip of, um, Joan Vion explaining what uh, public-private partnership means and um, also, you know, to I, I was trying to validate your point with what I was saying previously, but maybe a better way to contextualize that is Trevor Aronson in his TED Talk, How This FBI Strategy Is Actually Creating U.S.-Based Terrorists, talking about how, you know, again, basically this um, directive that the FBI gets of never again. And so they need to, you know, they get this $3 billion a year in funding, but they have to justify that budget um, every year. You know, they have to justify the um, the reissuing of this of this funding. And so... How do you do that? You know, and so they have to go out and basically what Trevor Aronson, part of what he's saying is they're they're better. at You know, he says after years of studying this stuff, I've come to the conclusion that the FBI is better at catch, at creating terrorists than they are at catching them. But you you sort of understand how that can happen when every year they have to justify this funding and they say, well, you know what? Let's just kind of create some of these so that we can say, look, we caught some people. And, you know, to your point, I think if I'm if I'm following you, 5 U.S.C. 551 says person includes the def. What is the definition of a person includes an individual partnership, corporation, association or public or private organization, which, again, Joan Vion explaining uh, public private partnerships is brilliant uh, or other. Uh, you know, anything other than an agency, and there's more, but, you know, so what's a person, according to 5 U.S.C. 551, and then what about, you know, robots have rights too? WEF has been talking about that and others uh, for years now. You know, what what rights does software and robotics have? You know, if it passes the Turing test, even if we've dumbed ourselves down as Jaron Lanier for it to pass the Turing test, if it passes the Turing test, then is it sentient and alive and does it have rights? It's all, you know, dangerous, slippery slope stuff. Am I well, following you it, or am it, I? It, yeah, there's, out, out there's so many. There are so many unprovables in, in the whole AI part. The one thing that kind of bothers me, uh, I, uh, I work with a nonprofit that works with uh, energy issues, you know, and we're basically an anti-nuclear group, but we're very much supportive of, you know, alternative energy like solar and wind power, things like that that are not polluting. And so when you get into this whole idea of AI, 
it, it's going to require a massive amount of electricity uh, to keep all of these little AI gizmos going. So say, for example, if you've got a house and sort of like the Jetsons or one of these, um, you know, futuristic houses where the lights will walk on or they'll turn on when you walk into a room and turn off, the, you know, the thermostat will work in one room as soon as you walk in. There's going to be a, a point where more electricity is being uh, uh, spent rather than less, and whether or not... Um, kind of the laziness of humans are going to make it easier to waste electricity and then create more pollution accordingly. And uh, so it's, I, I'm not a big fan of AI, it, I, but I, I've noticed that there are certain functions uh, that, you know, you, whether to call a, a, you know, a sensor that tells when you're walking into a room so the lights go on, that's not necessarily AI. Uh, AI is supposed to be artificial intelligence and as opposed to just a trigger switch. And um, so I'm, I'm wondering if they're, they're actually using AI or they're just kind of piling on all of these old uh, functions that basically are being called a new name just to be able to whether it's uh, fear-mongering or whether it's trying to advertise it, uh, I'm, I'm not sure at this point, but it's, um, I, you know, it, it's creating a, a strange new world where we don't know whether or not to believe that these uh, products are, uh, are for our benefit or whether they're just for, you know, jacking up the prices and, and creating a new dynamic in the economics. You know, where, where a, a sensor telling you go when you're going into a room, that used to be a half penny, uh, uh, an opportunity to, to have it used, but to call it AI, you can charge 50 bucks for it or something like that. Sure. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it may be just an opportunity to jack up the prices on something that existed for uh, just by function. There is There is certainly that issue as well uh-huh hey well i'll uh, i'll let you get uh next caller but um yeah it just i'm i'm uh not ex- in, insanely afraid of ai but i i kind of suspect that there are problems with it that are going to come up by overuse it's going to kind of yeah. create a lazy society and uh you know our laziness can uh, cause all sorts of problems Apathy, abulia, and what's the third A? Uh, atrophy? I'm not sure. Apathy, abulia, and what is the third A? Lark mentions apathy, I... abulia, and the third A. I don't. I don't think I've heard the uh, the. Uh... Uh, this a- acronym before this. Uh, it's it's a joke. It's the three A's. So apathy, abulia, and the first one is amnesia. Anyway, amnesia, abulia, and apathy. Don't know, don't care. What's the problem? You know. Anyway. Hey, we'll take care. Uh, my weak attempt at a joke. Thanks, David. I appreciate the call. Much appreciated. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back.
Tom Bolton for EaseOff. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Seraphine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com.
beyond your flowers of flaming truth, beyond your latest ad campaigns. Welcome back. Holy cow. This, you know, speaking of Pandora's box, this uh, opens a plethora of, you know, other things. Um, Eliminationism, the Wikipedia entry, seems to be getting whittled down. Maybe it's just me. I don't think so, though. Um... Um, let's see oops so the concept well let's start with AI first of all there are three types of um, artificial intelligence there's well there's AI generally but then there's uh Artificial general intelligence, um, artificial narrow intelligence, and what is known as artificial superintelligence, ASI. So, um, AGI, ANI, and ASI, generally speaking. Um, and, you know, those are also important distinctions, but in David's call, he sort of... Okay. All right. I uh, sort of hinting at the at the broader issue, which is what you know. Um, I guess um, um, you could check out the Wikipedia entry for some information on the subject of artificial intelligence. It's somewhat informative. Administrative behavior is a companion to the discussion. Speaking of the the infantile psychopath, devoid of conscience and morality and ethics because, you know, someone else will handle that. Administrative behavior, Herbert, Herbert Spencer is an interesting character, but all of this really sort of hints at a bigger issue. Um, you know, and then you have the guys like um, Anthony Lewandowski. When you start getting people like Lewandowski involved in this technology who says, you know, AI is a god, the worshipful you know, treatment of this technology, it can create gods, or maybe it's God itself, and man is so suddenly subject to his tool. Um, that's not a good thing. But all of this hints, you know, I mentioned um, Larkin, Texas, reminding us about the three A's. And um, from his post on communitarianism, his collected musings, published i think beginning april 2020 20, uh april 2020 which was an interesting moment in history by the way from that page speaking of the three a's amnesia abulia and apathy um there's the section he has the section two overarching communitarian policy objectives depopulation and techno slavery and um so in that section you read 
the two overarching objectives of of global to local communitarian governance are one depopulation and two techno slavery and here's the point that i was really trying to get at previously he includes the the quote from earl shores uh from an, a nation of salesmen the quote is it was indeed the age of information but information was not the precursor to knowledge that's kind of what we presume and again this is why we always have to define terms and who's in charge of doing that who is in charge who decides in this case what you know how we define terms it was indeed the age of information but information was not the precursor to knowledge it was the tool of the salesman and everything these days is about uh, salesmanship and it has been for a long time in a, in a sense but um, you know when it comes to war it's increasingly uh, psychological and less kinetic you know it's not even low intensity conflict the the intensity and the conflict are between the ears can we sell these guys on attacking those guys or can we sell these people on attacking themselves and one another stick around we'll be right back You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. 
Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Go to republicbroadcasting.org, smash that donate button like Russian peacekeepers smashing through the Azov neo-Nazi terrorists in the Donbass. I don't think you can explain politics without looking at Jewish power any more than you can explain physics without dealing with gravity. 9-11 was a jointly conducted covert operation that involved multiple states, the Saudis, the Israelis, and what you could call the deep state in the United States. With anti-Semitic remarks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're jiggling juice, we used to say, the the dancing Israelis. Uh, So even the Republicans now are compromising, and they're pushing issues that are destructive to the white race. They would always say, like, are we just going to talk about this stuff on the radio? What are we going to do about it? Either we force the democracy to work by actually getting the ballot access, getting the candidates, getting in office, getting our message out there to the people, or we expose just how undemocratic it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. Because you can't handle the truth. Um, Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can't handle the truth. You can. So, um, when you really, when you think about it, um, The Marine Corps as the, you know, and, you know, I think of uh, Iran-Contra, Ali North is sort of the poster child for this. I want to make it clear that I honestly answered every question put to me during the so-called Iran-Contra hearings, but if they didn't ask me about something, 
I wasn't about to reveal things that would put other people in jeopardy. You know, did I lie? Yes, I lied, and I'd do it again. Uh, you know, that somehow there's some nobility in, in this kind of dishonesty coming from an institution like the Marine Corps. Uh, you know, and basically Jack Nicholson is sort of saying, um, you know, yeah, maybe we maybe we engaged in false flag strategy of tension operations, but it was only for your own good and it was only to keep you safe. And that kind of Machiavellian nonsense, you know, where where is the line? And, the, you know, the question is rhetorical. Obviously, the line is gone at that point. It's not just been crossed. It's gone. So, you know, from what David was talking about, just to sort of finish this thought, and we'll go back to the phones here in a second, you know, this incorporates so many other things, concepts like, um, eliminationism, broadly speaking, you know, and from the definition, which, you know, the term coined by Daniel Jonah Goldhagen in his uh, 1996 book, whenever I mention that book, everyone, well, you know, Hitler's willing executioners, ordinary Germans in the Holocaust, it's, it's, there is a consensus about the subject matter, the the point is not to get hung up or high centered on, you know, nuances. Um, Jordan Peterson uses Christopher Browning's Ordinary Men in the same sort of fashion. The point is that we should be reading these books and understanding from recent history. It's us, we are the problem. It's any one of us. And ponderology and the Lucifer effect are in full effect. Perhaps you've noticed. This this coincides with something broader that I intended to talk about. I still haven't even gotten to it in the last two days. But, you know, ponderology and the Lucifer effect uh, is in full effect. You know, quickening our death spiral, I would say. Julian Assange is a microcosm of us, as in U.S. and the West. Whether he leaves Belmarsh now matters not. Even if he walked out today, scot-free, the damage is done. Chris Hedges uh, has written some interesting stuff on this recently. So it is for us, terminally demoralized, annihilated, rotting in the putrid decay of Spengler's Faustian winter, Spiraling into mimetic, pseudomorphic oblivion. Nothing means anything anymore. We are the 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 you know ever present tabula rasa, waiting to have you know whatever the thing of the moment is imprinted on us in Orwellian fashion. You know, biblically speaking, always learning. In you know Second Timothy three seven fashion, always learning by Lamarckian epigenetic rote. In this case, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. You can't handle the truth. Without God, we are merely the devil's homunculus, shaped in the forge of alchemical chaos magic. That is the heart of the art of war and the 
war in which we are engaged that most people don't even realize is happening. No wonder Halloween looms earlier each year. Expect it by Easter this year or maybe in place of Easter, complete with uh, anamorphic Hallow-Easter Memento Mori mashups or something. Anyway, in Spengler's depiction, Western man was a proud, tragic figure because while he strives and creates, he secretly knows the actual goal, which will never be reached. This is the irony of perfectibilism. Anyway, eliminationism, by definition is the belief that a social group is, in the words of Oklahoma City University School of Law Professor Phyllis E. Bernard, quote, a cancer on the body politic that must be excised either by separation from the public at large through censorship or by outright extermination in order to protect the purity of the nation, la raza, or, you know, ein Volk, ein Reich, ein Führer, in this case, Phyllis E. Bernard is the Führer, who decides? Who's in charge? Who decides? And this this ideology always funnels down into your compassion is genocide. You know, it's it's Margaret Sanger is the ultimate realization of all of the you know the coalescing of all of these humanistic thought processes. The kindest thing that we can do is kill it. And that's why they start, you know, on the ends of the spectrum. And before you know it, we got to kill everybody, you know. We got to euthanize the elderly. We, the f- kindest thing we can do to a child that might have a less fortunate upbringing is to kill it. So, you know, then there's abortion. But what about the stories of Joseph? Joseph is thrown down a well, pulled out by his brothers only to be sold into slavery, spends Years and years, decades in Egypt, doesn't want to be there, but you don't hear him trying to, you know, go back home. In today's America, there would be a GoFundMe campaign, send Joseph home, send Joseph home. Who's in charge? Who decides? What about the blind man in, what is it, John chapter 9? Lord, why was this man, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? What's the answer to this bifurcation fallacy? Neither. It was that God's power would be demonstrated today, Jesus says. Well, if Margaret Sanger was around, we would, you know, we would euthanize this poor child because clearly he's not going to have a life worth living. God, God disagrees. His creator disagrees with Margaret Sanger. The ultimate end of this kind of nonsense is, you know what, kill them all. Genocide. Eliminationism. So related topics, incitement to genocide. Related topic, inchoate offense. Related topic, ableism. Related topic, behavioral sync. In John B. Calhoun's experiment, what caused the irreversible societal collapse? What was the catastrophic and catalyzing moment what was the uh tipping point what was the you know what was the moment what what was the thing population density was the thing it's not 
It's not population so much as it's population density. Anyway, those are related topics. Back to Lark's post and then back to the phones. Um, It was indeed the age of information, but information was not the precursor to knowledge. It was the tool of the salesman. Depopulation is a standalone euphemism for total war. In order to effect a soft kill, quote-unquote, genocide of the human population. The elimination of the old in order to usher in the new. Examples of which are psychological, asymmetric, nonlinear, cybernetic, biological, cultural, spiritual, socioeconomic, and mimetic engineering, a.k.a. warfare, extending to cyber and chemical warfare, lawfare, and more. The so-called GRIN technologies, genetics, robotics, information, and nanotech, the acronym, figure prominently. What is genocide? There's a link. The 10 stages of genocide. There's a link. About lawfare, a brief history of the term. There's a link. What is SLAP? SLAP, another acronym, Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation, is in view in what I was talking about earlier. There's a link. Understanding anti-slap laws. There's a link. And then the three A's. The three A's spring to mind. Amnesia, abulia, and apathy. With amnesia, the collective memory dies. Abulia is the condition loss of will. And apathy signifies our lack of concern or care. Is it ignorance or apathy? Don't know, don't care. All three A's will eventually lead to our subjugation, our acculturation, and yes, even our suicide. And, you know, this is where I think of, again, those two scenes, the horrifying scenes. What is horrifying so Saving Private Ryan, there's a stabbing scene in Saving Private Ryan. But what's horrifying is the translation of what the German soldier is saying. What is he saying? Give up. You have no chance. Let's finish it. It's easier for you. Much easier. You'll see. It's almost over. Shh. Shh. It's almost over. Oh, it's so horrifying. So horrifying. This is what we're being conditioned to. Like, uh, who was it? Was it Nancy Reagan or Barbara Bush? Just say no. Anyway. So then the quote, inter alia, these three things will likewise lead us to an inevitable, or excuse me, eventual state of anomie, then into a state of learned helplessness. See anomie, Emile Durkheim's Suicide, 1897, and Martin Seligman. I mean, this is, this is, uh, you know, this is it. Inter alia, these three things, amnesia, abelia, and apathy, will likewise lead, to, uh, lead us to an eventual state of anomie, the fourth A. 
then into a state of learned helplessness. But it doesn't matter. Shh, give up. You have no chance. Let's finish it. It's easier for you, much easier. You'll you'll see it's almost over. It's just horrifying. That scene in Saving Private Ryan combined with uh, But NATO, the NATO Review has this series on, um, mini-series on innovation. It was published um, back in 2020 to 2021. Mini-series on innovation, um, and I'll just mention them real quick. The first was building a resilient innovation pipeline for the alliance. Two, artificial intelligence at NATO. Speaking of artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence at NATO, dynamic adoption, responsible use. Three, cognitive biotechnology. Or, you know, Klaus Schwab. We will be combining the biological the physical, and the digital. Anyway, cognitive biotechnology opportunities and considerations. Are we going to skip that? Can we skip that, please? Can we skip it? Can we skip it? Can we skip it? Can we skip it? No. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. 
or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilaji by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilaji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilaji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Birds flying high. You know Let's just jump in quickly. Let me jump in fast. Sweet. So, speaking of this uh, mini series on innovation over at the NATO Review, it's uh, the authors are from Johns Hopkins and uh, Johns Hopkins University and Imperial College of London. Remember all the shenanigans during COVID, the wargaming? From Johns Hopkins and Imperial College London. Um, what's his name? Pro- Professor Lockdown is over at ICL, for example. Anyway, the fourth installment is the one we're mainly concerned with, Countering Cognitive Warfare, Awareness, and Resilience. And David Samuels wrote a brilliant uh, piece last March, March 8, 2023, published over there, over at Unheard, titled The Battle to Control America's Mind. Washington is waging an information war. These two things was where I was headed. And um, I would encourage you to read them. We'll come back to those at some point. But on that note, let's go to the phones. Brian in Washington, thanks for calling. Welcome. We have Brian. Your show yesterday, uh, you were mentioning MNRA, so I am... (laughs) Thinking that I, you are committed to Kevin coming on for two hours tomorrow, and I wanted to make that announcement unless I'm off track in some way here. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Can can you can you hear me? I can hear you. Yep. So, Lark in Texas, I was talking to you this morning because he has a new website. He's going to edit it a little bit yet, but it, if you if you just type in LarkinTexas.com, you can have a look-see at what he's got up thus far. He suggested that I contact Catherine Watt and see if she wanted to call in. Uh, Tomorrow? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, we're sort of combining things. So you want Catherine to call in. Lark has a new website. Yeah, because you see what Nikki Rapana said is that I didn't know how they were going to bring in the communitarian system until COVID hit. So I do want to uh, incorporate what Catherine is stumbled upon through Nikki's work into the conversation Kevin's uh, not really up to speed on all this. He he refers to his turnkey totalitarianism, and uh, we we hear a, a lot of people trying to put their finger on what's going on. But it's through shows like yours on RBM that I have some hope that the listeners uh, can figure out this is another divide and conquer of the synthesis come round that only people that have been listening to this broadcast uh, have any idea how to discern between Sam and Mark Bailey and Tom what, Cowan out of, uh, out of curiosity who, what do you hope that we will accomplish tomorrow I want a platform where there's something other than uh, Tom Cowan saying the solution is to put in a row of carrots and then you can resonate with the frequency of our community. This kind of woo-woo blather, we, we need to have a variety of information presented. And Kevin is one of the few who has the big brass swinging ones that can go up against all of these people rather than saying, oh, I got something else to do, because he has children. Well, I'm not sure if that answers my question, but we're out of time, so we got to leave it there. Yes, Kevin, tomorrow, both two hours, or both hours, excuse me, all two hours, and maybe Catherine can call in. Um, that's it. Appreciate it. Till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC.
417-932-6419. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. 